Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Wow. What a blessing. Hello. I can't feel you. Are you are you here? Can I hear louder? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we want to continue with our service and we've come to a very important aspect also of the service where we worship the Lord God with our substance. Tell somebody I want to worship the Lord with my substance. You have worshiped him with your song, with your dance, with your clappings and all that. But it's time for you also to say thank you, Lord, for giving me. Hallelujah. And if you remember this year is our year of seed time and harvest. So anytime you have an opportunity to sow a seed, do it knowing that from the lord and of the lord you shall receive a great reward hallelujah so i've been sharing with you the 15 laws of sowing and reaping how many have been here since we started talking about the 15 laws okay so the first law is that you must plant something tell somebody you must plant something okay and the I explained to you that the easiest and the simplest definition of prosperity is that you sow a seed and instead of harvesting something small God causes it to become an abnormal harvest hallelujah yeah so when you have sowed nothing if you have not sown anything it is very difficult for God to bless you without sowing anything you know god can work miracles but the miracle that he does he wants you to give him a reason hallelujah yeah that is why he could have i mean just asked jesus to drop from heaven but it came true you you can easily think that jesus was just a normal uh, human being but god became a man but when god became a man it wasn't so magical he wrapped himself through the birth canal and he came so if you don't take time you may think that it is just a normal thing happening and that is how god does the natural and the supernatural they are intertwined it is twisted together one moment you are seeing a natural thing another moment it is supernatural one moment you are sowing just a normal seed to the ground another moment 
a supernatural power has come over it for a seed that you sowed to become a plant. Are you there? How can a seed become a plant? It's a supernatural thing. But God said that you do the natural thing and leave the supernatural thing to me. Hallelujah. I said do the natural thing. And how does one of the things, questions that God asks Job is, how does a bone form in the belly of a woman? How does a bone? Did you know how a bone is formed in, the, in, in, in your womb? It's a, it's a wonderful thing. So you will say that you do the normal thing. Do. You may think that you are the father. You are, my God supernaturally is doing something that you, you don't even understand. Hallelujah. Are you here? And when it comes to seed sowing also, that is what God is saying. That you sow something and I'm going to cause it to bring a harvest that you don't expect. Hallelujah. And in fact, when people were talking about how is the resurrection going to be, that is what the Bible explained in First Corinthians chapter 15. It's so, oh, but if you are thinking about resurrection of the dead and you are confused, just look at how a grain of seed is sown. He said the body that you sow is not the same body that uh, you harvest. That comes up. That one decays, rot, decomposes, and God gives it a new uh, flesh or a new body. Hallelujah. In the same way, when you sow your seed, it's not the same seed that you harvest. The seed that you sow goes away, and God gives you something wonderful. Hallelujah. So you must plant something. And number two is that you must plant in a good ground. Hallelujah. Number three, you must plant large amount of seeds. Amen. If you want to have a big harvest. There's no one here who just wants a small harvest. Is there anybody who wants a small harvest? Everybody wants a big harvest. And a big harvest means a big seed. Hallelujah. Number four that we looked at is that some of the seeds will be lost. Some seeds will be lost. Are you there? Yeah, that is even the essence of sowing a, a large amount. Because some of the seeds, when you sow it, you will not see it again. Okay. Number five, some of the seeds will never develop. Okay. That one is not lost, but they will not develop. Then number six, which we saw, is that you must plant the type of seeds you expect. You must plant the type of seeds you expect. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. In uh, Galatians chapter six. Let's go there. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 6, 7, and 8. What does the Bible say? Can we read it together? One, go. Let him. Verse 7. Stay there. 
Stay there. Be not what? Deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. So seed is not only wheat or grains or corn or maize. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. Do you understand? Seed is everything, whatsoever. So many people think that seed is, yeah, money is a whatsoever. Whatever you are doing is a seed. Whatsoever a man soweth. So what are you sowing? Whatsoever. Whatsoever means that everything you are doing is a seed. Whatever you are sowing is a seed. See, so when you read the Bible, you notice that Joseph, we have even the seed of help. Joseph sowed a lot of good seeds. Seed of interpreting people's dreams. Seed of help. Seed of different things. Hallelujah. This morning, I just want to exhort you and encourage you that whatever you are doing is a seed. If somebody is preaching to you and you are not saying amen, it's a seed. Whatsoever. If your friend offends you and you don't forgive the person, it's a seed. Whatsoever. Even how you forgive the person, it's a seed. If you insult the person, you disgrace the person before you forgive the person, it's a seed. Hallelujah. Amen. And the uh, one, the point we just said that, sow the type of seed you want to harvest. Sow the type of seed you want to what? Harvest. So what seed do you want to harvest? Whatsoever, whatsoever you are sowing. If you speak kindly to somebody, he will speak kindly to you. If you are nice, you will also harvest a nice. You get it? If you are gentle, you will also harvest a gentle. If you become proud, you will also harvest something. Hey, mercy. mercy. Tell somebody mercy. mercy. I don't know. See, many people did not know that whatsoever is a, a seed. Whatsoever. So you can sow a seed of car. You can sow a seed of plant. You can sow a seed of good character. You can sow different seeds. A seed of help. A seed of prayer. A seed of visitation. A seed of helping somebody, encouraging somebody. Hallelujah. Whatsoever a man soweth. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful. They shall obtain mercy. So when you sow mercy, you harvest mercy. Tell somebody, I'm about to sow some seeds. Hallelujah. So take a good offering. Take your tithe. Take your tithe. Yeah. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So when you show mercy to somebody, the harvest is mercy from God. Remember that the seed you sow is not the seed you harvest. The supernatural version comes. Are you there? Yeah, so I want you to go into your socks, tell the person sitting by you, I'm reaching out. If you save your money in your socks, go into your socks.
I'm very sure that nobody does that. <laughs> yeah, take a good offering, take a awesome seed, your tithe. Tell the person, last month I did not see you paying your tithe. Today I want to remind you. Are you there? Okay, I'm looking for a scripture for you. You can even sow a whole human being. Yeah. Hannah and people like that knew that they could sow more than just things. Right. Are you there? Okay, as you take your Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter eleven. Verse number one and two. Verse number one, what does the Bible says? Oh, I can't hear you. Can you see it? Okay, can we read together one? Go, cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. You cast your bread upon the waters. The water takes it. Your bread is your living. You cast it upon the waters. And the Bible says, after many days, you will what? Find it. You have a harvest. Hallelujah. Your living. So there are things that you hold on to that goes away. And there are things that when you are able to release, it comes back to you in a better and in a nicer form. Hallelujah. Hannah said to God, if you give me a seed, I will sow that seed into your house. Say, give me a son. I'm a barren woman. But if you give me a seed, that seed, I will sow it. Hallelujah. Are you there? Yeah, and such scriptures reminds me of Moses. Moses was like the bread that was cast upon the waters, upon the river Nile. Ah, the, my children used to have a, a, a song, Baby Moses into the basket. How does it go? Ah, have you forgotten? How does it go? You've all forgotten your song. Into the basket, on the now. Floating, floating on the now. Into the basket. Mother put Moses into the basket. Floating, floating on the Nile. Mother put Moses into the basket. Floating, floating on the now. Yeah, uh, they were singing some songs like that. Miss Patikit, eh? Yeah. Salty, Miss Patikit. They put Moses into a basket. Bible said that when Moses was giving birth to, they noticed that he was a goodly child. 
and they did not want him to be killed. So they cast him upon the waters. But after many days, Moses came to deliver them. Hallelujah. I said, after many days, Moses came. That which you sow, cast your bread upon the waters. And after many days, you shall find it. Hallelujah. Whatever you sow is not lost. Whatever you plant is not lost. It's going to come back to you in a better and in, in a nicer form. Some of us, your mother and your father has, I mean, sown you into the school. You've come all the way from KZN, from Eastern King, from Limpopo. You've come, you, he has sown you, and you are going to go back better. I pray that you don't go back with a degree. One day, a, a woman was walking, and there's a boy following him. And he was like, hey, degree, hurry up. So people were wondering, ah, how can somebody name somebody degree? So they were watching, who is degree? So they said, ah, why are you calling the young boy degree? He said, I sent my daughter to school to go and have a degree. This is what she brought. <laughs> so I pray that... <laughs> As your mother has sown you, has planted you in the school to return with a proper degree, you will not go back with a human degree. <laughs> Hallelujah. Take your offering, take your tithe, take your seed, all that you want to sow. Lift it up. Everyone in our church, everybody pays tithe. So if you don't pay tithe, you are the only one. Tell the person that, ah, are you the only one who don't pay tithe in this church? Tell the person you are alone in what you are doing. Tell the person that this is your non-paying of tithe. You are alone in this. So. Okay, take, take, take your offering, take your seed, and take your tithe. And let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus... According to your word, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Lord, we sow this precious seed. Remember your word. Let your word be fulfilled in our lives. How you said, oh, that when we honor you with our first and best, the tithe, you open the windows of heaven and bless us that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Lord, you also said you rebuke the devourer for our sakes. Lord, I pray, whatever is devouring our investment, devouring our health, devouring our, our, our finances, our marriage, our children, whatever is like locusts and caterpillars in our life, destroying the crops and the harvest that is to come. By the reason of our tithe, by the reason of our offering, by the reason, O oh God, of our first and best, let your word be fulfilled. Rebuke the devourer. Rebuke the devourer. Rebuke that who takes money away senselessly in the name of Jesus. The senseless loss of money and gain is rebuked now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All forms of accidents, all forms of loss, Hey, injuries, domestic accident, running into error, 
Things that take away money. Lord, in the name of Jesus, by the reason of your word, let every one of it be rebuked. And Lord, give us a great harvest according to your word. You said when we honor you with our seed, Lord, you cause men also to give back unto us, press down, shaking together and running over. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It looks like people are still asleep. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 28, verse 16, and Jacob awoke out of his sleep. So I need people to wake up because this moment that we are into, it's a very important moment of Sunday, not just of the service, but of Sunday, the whole Sunday. This is what is important about Sunday. Hallelujah. And when you continue further in verse 17, the Bible says, and he was afraid. And he said, how dreadful is this place? In NLT, the word dreadful means how awesome. How awesome is this place? You can see that our pastor has a building anointing. Is it not awesome? Is our church not awesome? It's nice. So I want us to put our hands together and welcome our pastor, Bishop Napoleon Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shabbat for the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory for the opportunity we have to be part of the living. We don't take it for granted, Lord. Your grace, your mercies, your loving kindness towards us is what has brought us to where we stand. We say, have your way and let your will be done in our lives. Father, this morning we pray for understanding hearts. Let your spirit, oh God, minister unto us. Change our lives. Heal our bodies. Destroy every yoke and every burden. Every sickness. Whatever is destroying us, Lord, destroy it in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you for your presence. Holy Spirit of God, we say have your way and let your will be done this morning. We give you all the praise for what you have done already in Jesus' mighty name. And all this change shall shout and say Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Well, those I have not seen this year, I want to wish you a happy new year. I have learned from experience that when you are a pastor and you travel for a quarter, three months, some people wouldn't notice. 
Because some people come to church every three months. It's not you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So how many are seeing me for the first time? This is the very first. Yeah, so happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Yeah, may this year be a blessed year. And may all the plans God has for you come to pass in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So this year, our father, the prophet, has declared the year as our year of seed time and harvest. Tell somebody seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Tell another person seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Okay, so we learned some powerful things during the uh, watch night. And there are seven things that we need to know about uh, seed that we sow. Hallelujah. When Noah came out of the flood in the ark, he made an offering. And after the offering, God gave him a powerful revelation. And the revelation he gave him is in Genesis chapter 8, verse number 20. God told him, it's a vow and it's a covenant. He said unto him, Noah, okay, as a... Uh, uh, as far as the earth remaineth, whilst the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, okay, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night will never cease. He gave him a very powerful revelation that will help him, okay, to live on earth. Hallelujah. Yeah, and that revelation is what we are learning about. So we began our father began to share with us what are the seven things everybody should know about seed. We, we've mentioned some of them. We went through, he preached it, but I feel that it is so condensed that when you hear it and you don't really take your time to break it down, the digestion or the usefulness of that message will not apply to some of us. Okay, so what a good hand does is that it breaks the corn or whatever food that the chicken needs to eat. It uses it big to break it down so that the chickens can be able to uh, digest. It becomes small enough. So I've been taking the uh, seven or the eight points and we've been going uh, on it one after the other. So can we go through quickly? What is the first thing you need to know? Okay, the seed. Things you need to know about seed, the seed of the flesh. That you can sow seeds into your flesh. Okay? You can sow seed into your flesh. And we notice that the seeds that we sow into our flesh goes into the flesh through our senses. What you see, what you hear, what you taste, what you feel. And what's the next one? What you smell. Are you understanding that? So Jesus told us that take heed what you hear and how you hear it. Words are non-neutral. Words are non-neutral as people think. Words are very powerful. Words are spirit. Hallelujah. In, in John chapter 6, verse number 63, uh, Jesus said that the, the, the flesh profited nothing. The word that I speak unto you, they are yeah, yeah, spirit and life. So words are spirit, they are life. 
That's when weight comes from a good source. Hallelujah. That is why you need to be careful who you are talking to. Your friends affect you more than even your parents. Your friends affect you more than your pastor. You are in church the whole week for just two hours. And you are gone. But you stay with your friends almost eight hours from Monday to uh, uh, Friday or Monday to Saturday. So who your friends are are very important. When you hear the wrong things, when you see the wrong things, when you feel the wrong things, when you smell the wrong things, okay, and you taste the wrong things, is you are sowing seed into the flesh. And Galatians chapter uh, 6 verse number 8 tells us that when we sow into our flesh, we are going to harvest corruption. The word corruption means spoilt. We are going to, any seed that you sow, okay, into your flesh is going to end up in corruption. It destroys, it breaks down, it destroys, it gets the body to be decay. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh report corruption. Hallelujah. That is why many people, I mean, unfortunately, they felt something, they started drinking, all these kind of things that we sow into our flesh ends up with addiction. People are drinking. When they drink, they become very kind and they spend all their salary one day. They will wake up in the morning with bruises all over their face, but they will continue. Do you understand? They have sown something into their flesh and it has brought corruption. The liver is getting weaker and weaker and they cannot help. They know that what they are doing is destroying them. Corruption. It destroys the liver. It destroys their mouth. Different things. People are sniffing. They are drinking. They are smoking something. Their lungs is being destroyed, but they cannot help it. Whatever you sow to the flesh, the Bible says that of the flesh also you report corruption. It means it is going to destroy. When you hear bad music, it will destroy your soul. Yeah, when you hear bad words, bad advice, some of you, it's the songs you listen to before you notice you are naked. Yeah, you listen to some songs that before you notice you are touching yourself. You, after you've listened to some songs, then you notice that you need to check yourself into your boyfriend's house. You need a boyfriend. You need a girl because of the songs you are listening to. You know this person don't love you. He doesn't like you. But it's like, I cannot help it. So when the Bible says that when you sow into your flesh, you of the flesh you also reap corruption. You, know, you can see that your, 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 your flesh is destroyed. It's destroyed. You wish you, you did not start. How many, you know somebody, not you, you know somebody who uh, has sown some things into the flesh that is struggling with. Yeah, not you. We all know people. It's always not us. Yeah. <laughs> How many know some people who have sown some things into their life through the eye? Things they have watched. Pornography. Different things. Horror movies. 
and they have become fearful. Fear has taken over. You see, so when the Bible says something, you need to be very careful. When you saw things, so you need to take care of your five senses. My sister, what you are hearing, what you are uh, uh, smelling, what you are feeling, when you begin to feel something, it's not good. Say, hey, hey, I don't like how I'm feeling. Let's move. Yeah. Move away before you notice. Some people just want to feel good all the time. You want to feel so good all the time. Say, I like the way I'm feeling. I, I want. No. When you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. And the second portion, the Bible says, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit uh, report life everlasting. So when you also sow the word of God, you sow preaching, fasting, prayer. You sow it into you. You also have eternal life. And many people think you get eternal life when you die. No. You get eternal life once you are alive. You get eternal life. Hallelujah. In John, Jesus said that he came to give us life. That we may have it more abundantly. You see that when you get born again and you are sowing seed into your spirit. The life that you get is is like double life. It's a nicer life. It's a blessed. Even before you die to go to heaven. You see that right here. You become nicer, calmer, beautiful, handsome, pretty. Hallelujah. What is the second one? The seed of the seed of money. Everything is a seed. So you can use money. You can give your parents money. You can give them seed. Money seed. One way that you can honor your parents is by obeying what they say. It's an honor. You also can honor them by buying gifts for them. Do you understand? But you can also sow seeds of money as honor. You can also sow seeds of appreciation with money. And you can also pay your tithe with money. It's a seed. Hallelujah. So money is also a seed that you can sow in different things. Hallelujah. Amen. And you shall harvest. I mean, awesome returns when you sow, you use money as a seed. You can even sow money to bring peace. You can sow money to bring peace. Yeah. Somebody is fighting with you over 16 uh, cents. Change that you have to get from. You will fight over 16 run, uh, 16 cents before you know somebody has stabbed you. Somebody who can fight over 16 cents, leave the person. It's a risky game you are playing. Just sow that money, 16 cents or 16 run or even just sow it as a seed of faith for peace. So you know what? You have cheated me for 16, right? It's okay. Let me have my peace. Don't go and fight different things. How many people have destroyed their life fighting over? When you hear things that people have, uh, I mean, 
they, somebody has lost their life or one eye. Hmm? The person one eye is not there because of 50 rand. It's not worth it. You should have said that, just take it. You are fighting with somebody who has smoked. He doesn't even know where he is. The person is high. Take me higher. It's high somewhere. It's not worth it. Number three. Seed of righteousness. Sometimes we even need people to take care of our little children. Seed of righteousness. But the person, people have not sown the seed of righteousness. So we cannot expose our little children even to them. Because there are people in church who are still drinking, smoking, sleeping around. These little children need somebody who, from the time you got born again, you become righteous. You are keeping yourself so that you can take these younger people. Sometimes it's very difficult to have righteous people to do certain things. Say, Pastor, you are preaching to me. So sometimes there are a lot of people, but we cannot have a righteous soul to do something. Because if people begin to pray, the children, they are always trying to be like their leaders. Unknown to you, the children are praying, oh Lord, if I only I can be like my lady pastor or this, I want to. And they don't know the life that you are living. And children are praying that they want to be like you. I see you sowing the seed of righteousness in the name of Jesus. Number four. The seed of serving God. The Bible says he will make a difference between those who serve him and those who serve him not. Many people think that it's pastors who are supposed to serve God. But when you read the Bible, you notice that God created Adam to fellowship with him. He gave him work to do. So the original purpose of man is to serve God, is to fellowship with God. That is the service. Do you understand? That is why when you come to Genesis, when God said to Abraham and Moses, go and deliver my people, he said they should let my people go that they may serve. So God has not changed his mind. People think that it's only pastors who are supposed to serve God. No. Every one of us. Every one of God had a work for Adam. He says he should tell the garden. He should keep it and tell. So you need to understand that you are created by God for his purpose. And God will want you to serve him in any capacity. Hallelujah. You may not have to hold a microphone to preach in order to serve God. You can serve God by dancing. You can serve God by inviting other people to come with you to church. You can serve God by, I'm even visiting others. You can serve God by praying, even for your family. You can serve God in different capacities. And you need to understand that it is not specific people that God wants to serve him. But every one of us. Hello? Are you here? That understanding will do you very good. When you begin to understand that I am supposed to serve God and whatever I am going to do, I must do it in service to God. Hallelujah. The next one. Seed of tongues. 
paying evil with good, when you have been helped and the return is very uh, bad, that is not good. So seed of tongues, uh, Bishop preached a message about the seed of disloyalty. Loyalty and disloyalty. Look at it. Listen to it. It explains this particular point. So I did not preach it again. But uh, we moved on to number six, which is the seed of what? The, the seed of the word. We had it for two weeks, seed of the word. It doesn't matter who you are. When you expose yourself to the word of God, the word of God will change your life. God created the world with his word. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by the word, and without the word was not anything made that has been made. So when you want to do something, without the word you cannot do anything. So the word is the power behind creation. Hallelujah. You will create your life, you will create your business, you will create whatever you want through the word. Hallelujah. The word is the force that will bring things to be. Amen. Amen. And we notice that the word also is the reason why we will be able to destroy whatever comes against us. The word is a fire, it's a hammer, the word is a light. The word is so many things. So when you don't have the word, hallelujah, you don't have what it takes to live through this life. The word is God himself. So if you don't have the word, you don't have God. The how much of the word you have is how much God you have. Amen. And today we want to move on to the seed of soul winning. Okay. We are combining. The eighth one is the seed of church planting. The seed of soul winning is the number seven and the seed of church planting. So... Uh, let's take it together and God will bless us. Amen. Okay, the seed of what? So winning. Revelation chapter 14, verse number 15. I'm trying. Revelation chapter 14, verse number 15. Are you there? Let's read it together. One, go. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, trust in thy circle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap. Can we take it again? Hallelujah. He said, another angel came and he cried out with a loud voice to the one who sat on the cloud. And what did he say? He said, trust in thy sickle and what? Reap or harvest. For the time is come for thee to reap or to harvest, um, to reap for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Hallelujah. So we are talking about the seed of soul winning. Hallelujah. The seed of soul winning. Many people don't understand and don't know that that is the main thing. That is the 
essence of our Christian life. So winning. It's not something that we need to do when we have time. It is the main thing. So if you are a church member, if you are born again and you've not won a soul, you have not started the reason for which you were saved. Because when God saved us, he saved us to go to heaven. Is that not it? He delivered us. He restored us. But why has he left us on earth? It's because there are things for us to do. That is why the Bible will teach us in Ephesians chapter 2 that he has created us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Unto good works. Which before the foundations of this world, God has ordained that we should walk in them. So the reason why God has not found a reason to kill me and you for us to uh, stop paying light bills and for us to stop struggling over here. How many think that heaven is better than earth? Heaven is far better than earth. There's no fuel bill. There's no electricity bill. There's no rent advance. There's no school fees and all this. You, you, there's, there's peace. The place, there's no sickness. There's no peace. You will not buy anything. But God has left us here. And he has not taken us to this nice place. That the streets are made of gold. A place that there's no pain. Even when you fall, you will not feel a pain. There's no uh, escom. Bible says, and God Himself will be the light in the in in the new uh, city. Hallelujah! The source of light will be God Himself. Hallelujah! We wouldn't have to uh, connect water and oh everything. There there will be no more pain, no more death, no more crying. There's a song. No more crying there. We are going to see the Lord. Mm-mm. No more crying there. We are going to see the King. We are going to see the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to see the King. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. Some people are not correct. There are people that they are not well, not because of any particular disease, but hunger. Oh, yes. You watch your behavior when you are hungry. Watch. How many notice that your behavior change when you are hungry? Yeah. 
and somebody has been hungry not one day. You were hungry one day and your behavior changed. Somebody has been hungry like this for more than 20 years of his life. Do you think that that person is correct? That's why you can't understand why some countries, when somebody becomes a leader, he can, he can amass wealth. He, can. he doesn't want to be hungry again. He doesn't want to. The hunger that he has seen. <laughs> you, see, you see, you don't understand. You don't understand. The person has been When somebody is hungry for 25 years and he gets food, he can easily die out of the food he's gotten. Because he wants to eat. Yeah, he has not seen money before. Yeah, we, now he has money. He wants to take the country's money. It's like, I, what I have seen, I don't want to see one again. Yeah, so, look, there are things that make us sick, but we don't even know. Yeah. When you yourself notice that just one day of being hungry could affect you, then when this hunger should continue for 25 years, your mind will not work well. When you see food, you, you, you behave just like an animal. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I also know someone. Yeah, exactly. One brother went to the U.S. Went to the U.S. And the first day went to uh, shopping and saw that the eggs and this thing were very cheap. He said, hey! Eggs! So he said he's going to, he, he, he took 24, uh, uh, no, one crate, 24, and he came and boiled all of it. Yeah. He said, eggs. Eggs. Very cheap like that. He so, yeah. He's, he's, he boiled the eggs like potatoes. Then he sat behind the eggs, wait. He said, it is free over here, very cheap. I'm eating. It's been, I, he is recovering from all that he has been eating. So, um, what am I saying? What I'm saying to you is that sometimes you are sick, you don't even know because of the hassle and the struggle. But God has a better place for us. For all of us to be. And from the day you got born again, your name was written in the Lamb's book of life and you qualified to be in heaven. But why has God not taken you there? It's because there is a reason. The reason is that you help others who are not so fortunate to be saved like you and I, so that they will also be saved. That is the only reason why you are not in heaven. That is the only reason why you have not been called home. So when you are alive and you are making it about every other thing, except the reason for which we are here, it's very dangerous. It's like you have forfeited the reason for being around. You cannot be employed as, a, as a, a kitchen staff, as a cook in the hospital. And when you get to the hospital, you saw an ambulance come with people. There's nobody to help. So instead of going to cook the food for the people on the ward, you are helping people to take the patient in. You become now, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, you become a porter, a paramedic, helping people to. When it is time for people to eat and you explain to them that you know what, I have not cooked 
And the reason is that people were dying. And I had to help them. I have to help them to the emergency session. And I've been doing it all day round. So today there is no food. What do you think will happen to you? Was there a good reason for what she did? Is there a good reason? What she did was it helpful? Yeah. Was helpful, was good. That is why the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, when you read from verse number 2021, you see, the Bible says that when you do even the right thing that you are not supposed to do, it's evil. The good thing that you do that you are not supposed to do is evil. It is evil for you to help carry patient to the emergency when you are supposed to be cooking. I know you have a good reason why you are not winning, so you want to work for your children to go to school. You want to work for your grandmother. You want to have accommodation. You want to have a shelter. You have a good reason. You appear. You appear before Jesus. You appear. Bible says we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ and we shall give account of the things that we have done in our body, whether it be good or it be evil. Your good reason for not serving God, you you will tell him there. There is a very, nobody do things without a good reason. Yeah. Some people are not serving God because there is a reason. There's a reason. I, I'm, I don't have what I want to wear. I don't have a lot of money. They, they, I'm saying that at the end of the day, you will, have to, you will have to find out whether the good reason will stand the test of time. There is no reason enough for you to help uh, become a paramedic or a porter when you are supposed to be a cook. There is no reason why you should not serve God. There is no reason why you are not a soul winner. You cannot say that I couldn't talk. There is no reason. Often I tell the people I work with, I work with only one principle, results. Whatever you are doing is the result I'm looking for. Because if you are supposed to bring me a chair and I don't see the chair, you are supposed to bring me a chair and I don't see the chair and you come and tell me 20 reasons why you did not bring me the chair. So not having this chair plus the 20 reasons why you did not bring the chair does not equal to having a chair. This is the only principle I work with. I understand the 20 reasons but it doesn't mean I have a chair. Not doing it plus the reason for not doing it is not equal to doing it. So if you are not a soul winner, whatever reason you have, whatever excuse you have, it will not stand the test of time. It will not stand the test of time because there is nothing that you can say. And the reason why many people are not soul winners, you don't even understand what it means. You are, you are mining gold. You are a gold miner. You are a banker. You are a manager. You are a doctor. You are an accountant. You are a lawyer. Different things. 
It's valuable to you. It's precious to you. It's because you don't know the value of a soul. Because one soul that you will win is more than whatever you can achieve all your life. One soul. Just a single soul. Just a single soul is worth more than the whole world. Hallelujah. That is why God wants me and you to join. There's somebody you know that must come to church. That must be born again. That must go to heaven. And that person is not going to go because of me. He's going to go because of you. And if that person does not end up in heaven, you will have to answer for it. You will have to answer for it. Unfortunately, you cannot give any excuse. You cannot give any excuse. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 11, verse number 11. I'm trying. Maybe we should take. Look at, look, look at this one. Let's read it. Matthew 26, uh, 16, 26. Let's read that one f- first. Let's. Matthew chapter 26, uh, 16, verse 26. Sorry. Is it in your Bible? Matthew chapter 16. Verse number 26. Can we read it together? One go. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You need to answer the question. Jesus is asking you, what will be your profit? Those who have done accounting. When you do manufacturing, trading, and loss and profit account, Bible says, what will a man profit? What is it that you will gain? If you gain the whole world and you lose your only soul, in other words, when you gain, not Africa, not Cape Town, the whole world, and yet some people are able to exchange their soul for part of Maybe somebody wants to give you a land, so you want to give your soul. Somebody wants to give you employment, and you want to sleep your way. Somebody wants to give you a car, and you want to lose your soul. Jesus is asking, what is a man profited if he gains not a car, not a bank, not Cape Town, not South Africa, not Africa, the whole world? If you gain the whole world with the things in the world, you are too cheap to accept something like a car for you to lose your soul when you are worth more than the whole world. You are worth more than the whole world. How can you exchange your whole soul with parts of what the world can offer. Then he asks, Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So the first one is that if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, you don't make any profit. So the second one, he said, What will you, what will you give in exchange for your soul? If the whole world is less than the value of your soul, then he's asking, what are you going to? So when you, you see, many people are investing in bonds, in stocks, in companies. 
and they are very happy the companies are doing well. But there is no company that will do as well as the, the one who is a soul winner. The value of one soul that is won is more than the whole world. Hallelujah. That is why I am a Ben MP partner. Because I'm, I'm, I will have eternal dividend. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, you, you invest in, in, in gold and other, and you are happy. Invest in the kingdom business. Invest in soul winning. Join yourself to our father, the prophet. Become a Ben MP partner. As we win souls, as he goes around winning souls, you will be the most happiest person one day in heaven. Hallelujah. So winning. So winning. I'm talking about the seed of so winning. It's the most important thing. In, in Luke chapter 19, verse number 10. Look at it. Luke number 19, verse number 10. Bible declares the purpose of God sending Jesus Christ. The purpose of God sending Jesus Christ. He said, for the Son of Man is come to what? Seek and to save that which was lost. This is the reason why Jesus came. He came to seek and to save. He came to seek and to save. Jesus did not come to make us rich. Thank God you become rich as a Christian. Thank God you prosper. Thank God. The message of Jesus is not prosperity message. It's not come to me and I'll give you money. By the grace of God, having prosperity is a byproduct. It's not the main product. Let us not major on minor. People are majoring on minor. Maintain the aim. The aim of you being a Christian is to become a soul winner to help many people to go to heaven. And some of us are born again. We are saved, but our family members are going to hell. And we don't care about it. Where will your mother be? Where you, will your auntie be? Where will your grandparent be? I'm talking about the seed of soul winning. The seed of be a soul winner. Be a soul winner. If you are not a soul winner, you've missed the mark. I have only five or something minutes and we are out of here. Hallelujah. Are you here? Be a soul winner. That is what it's about. We are not saved to have fanfares. We are saved to be soul winners. The next one. The next one. Bible said there's joy in heaven when a single soul is won. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15, verse number 7. Luke chapter 15, verse number 7. Is it there in your Bible? Okay. What does the Bible say? It says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. More than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Hallelujah. Bible says that when one more sinner is converted, when we, you win a soul, you throw a party in heaven. You cause there to be celebration. There is joy. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why you need to be a soul winner. You cause heaven to be rejoicing. Do you know that you are happy with those who make you happy? 
Yeah. That is why many people may not see angels because angels are not happy coming to you. But if you are the reason why they are always happy, hallelujah, you are the reason why they are always happy, they will also be happy when they are sent to you. They will lift their hands and say, can we go and help this guy who is always making us happy in, on earth? Hallelujah. So when we have 99 saved people, there is no more joy like the one more person. That's why Jesus will leave the 99 and go for the one, one loss. So, hallelujah. Are you there? Many people don't know the value of a soul. That is why they don't engage in soul winning. But when you read Matthew chapter 11, verse number 11, Bible says, the least in the kingdom of God is greater. Bible says there is no one of all the people who are born, of all the people who are born of women, there is no greater than John the Baptist. But he that is least in the kingdom is greater than. Because those who came after the time of John the Baptist did not get born again. They did not have the spirit of God living in them. Hallelujah. So when you are born again, when you save a soul, hallelujah. Bible says, very I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least. So it means that John the Baptist is greater than Moses, is greater than Abraham, is greater than Elijah, is greater than all the people. But Bible says that you, who is born again. You who is born again. With the spirit of God in you. You are greater than John the Baptist. Hallelujah. That is how precious a soul is. That is why you need to be a, a soul winner. Can you imagine that you are greater than John the Baptist? And John the Baptist is greater than uh, uh, Solomon. Is greater than Elijah. Is greater than Abraham. Is greater than David. Is greater than uh, uh, Jacob, of all who were born by women, there's no greater than John the Baptist. Yet, you, the least in the kingdom of God. Yesterday, I was talking about the kingdom of God. The least in the kingdom, when you enter the kingdom, when you are born again and you enter, the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Hallelujah. That is why you need to go around making people greater. Making people greater. Hallelujah. When somebody is not born again, spiritually the person is dead. I have a message that I preach. Raising the dead. Raising the dead. Many people, it's not just raising the physical dead person. Because when you raise the physically dead, he will die again. But there's somebody that you need to raise to life. When you get unbeliever to be born again, you have raised the dead. Because the spirit of an unsaved man is dead. Hallelujah. So as you go around winning souls, you are raising dead men to life. You are raising dead men to life. Don't allow yourself to do things that will not count at the end of the day. Like the song we sang, soon and very soon we will see the king. Everything we are doing will be over. You, what account will you give for your life on earth? What will you say that you were born again, you were saved? What did you do with all that God gave you? May God have mercy. Are you here? 
The next one. The next one is that we are bought or we are purchased with the blood of Jesus. In Acts chapter 20, verse number 28, the Bible says, and I read, are you in Acts chapter 20, verse number 28? The Bible says, Take heed unto, therefore unto yourselves and unto the flock, over the way the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Hallelujah. So the souls that we are winning, they were not bought with runs. They were not bought with dollars or pounds or euros. They were bought with the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why you need to be a soul winner. When you become a soul winner, that's the most important thing that has happened to you. Hallelujah. And the next one is that the thief is come. John chapter 10, verse number 10. Then we will be ending. John chapter 10. Are you there? Verse number 10. Can we read it together? One go. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Jesus was the one speaking. He said, the thief, the Satan will never come to you except he comes to what? To steal, to kill. You see, it is the progression. It goes from the, uh, I mean, the mild to the waist. When he steals, it's not as bad as killing. And he can kill you and you are not destroyed. Do you understand? The waste is that when he kills and he destroys you, to be destroyed means you are perishing. You will not be in heaven. You may even die physically, but you appear in heaven. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. So when you save a soul, when you save somebody's life, and the person dies naturally, the person lives on, he goes to heaven. Hallelujah. And the Bible says the thief will not come back to steal, to kill and to destroy. Don't be so much worried about what is happening. Let's be able to deliver people from being destroyed by the enemy. He has stolen their joy. He's killing them with different diseases. But we can prevent them from being destroyed. Hallelujah. And many poor people, they think they have nothing. If you have nothing as you think you, you, you are poor, why is the devil still on your case? Because you don't know how rich you are. Because the devil knows that your soul is so precious. If you were as poor as you think, why is the devil still on your case? You don't have money. You don't have a house. You don't have a building. You don't have an account. So the devil is on your case. That should tell you that you are not as poor as you think. Because your soul is worth more than the whole world. Hallelujah. And the last, before we, we, we leave, is Ezekiel chapter 3. Let's read from verse number 17. What our role is. I'm talking about the seed of soul winning. Bible says, Son of man, 
I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. That is our role. Hallelujah. That we should read the Bible, we should hear the word of God, and we should warn people and deliver them from going to hell. Verse number 18. Quickly. When I say to the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked ways, to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will be required at your hand. And you cannot give any excuse because I'm telling you today that we are to warn them. He said, son of man, if I say, if you see an unbeliever, you don't need to know his name. You don't need to uh, like the person. Warn the person. Invite the person. Bring the person to God. That is all we are supposed to do. He said, but if we don't do that, the person's blood will be required of us. Verse number 19, Bible says, Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. So you will deliver yourself by preaching the gospel, by warning people, telling them what, what God will have you to do. If you don't do it, the seed of sowing, you sow souls. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, do unto others what you have them to do unto you. Where are we? Verse number 20. Verse number 20. Again, when a righteous man doeth, doth turn from his righteousness. Now he's talking about a Christian. When you are a Christian and at a point you, you backslide, you turn from your righteousness and commit iniquity. And I lay a stumbling book before him. He shall die. Because thou hast not given him warning. Mercy. He shall die in his sin. He was righteous before, but he turned. Say so he will die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered. Eh? Tell the person, don't plan to backslide. <laughs> and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered. But his blood will be required at his own hand. 21, as we end. As we end. 21, quickly, verse 21. Okay. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth do uh, not sin, he shall surely live because he is he's, uh, warned. Also, thou shalt deliver thy soul. Hallelujah. Oh, what is the Bible saying? That once you are a righteous person, don't try to backslide. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Rather, <laughs> rather convert sinners unto righteousness. Because when you are a righteous person and you sin, so your righteousness will not be remembered again. May that not be your portion. I say, may that not be your portion. In the name of Jesus. Are you here? Okay. I love it too. And the Bible says, do unto others what you have them to do unto you. You want your parents to be saved. You want your uncle. You want your mother, your friends, and your loved ones to be saved. 
It is about time for you to go around saving other people's mothers and uncles. There's no secret about it. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Hallelujah. As you go around winning souls, as you go around telling people about Jesus, God will also send people to tell your parents, your uncles, your loved ones also about Jesus. I pray for you this uh, afternoon. May you not die in your sins. May you not turn from your righteousness. But may we continue to warn the sinners and may we bring them the seed of soul winning. Bible says, he that turneth many unto righteousness shall shine like the stars forever. It is wisdom to win soul. Hallelujah. Let be soul winners. This is the reason and this is the purpose. And as we do, God will bless us. In Jesus' mighty name. I see you being a soul winner. I see your family coming along with you to heaven. None of your relations will be found in hell. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord help you that as we go around winning souls and talking to people and warning others about Jesus Christ and sharing the love of God with them, may God also touch your family members in the name of Jesus. And the last scripture, Daniel chapter 12, verse number 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Hmm? Firmament. Bible says that when you are wise, you shall shine. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. I predict that you will be shining like a star. I say you'll be shining like a star. The souls that you have won and the souls that you are winning is causing you to be a star. You see, today, when they call the stars, you are not called. But the table will change. I said the things will change. But once upon a time, there was a, a rich man. And there was a beggar called Lazarus. But when the table turned, the rich man was now begging. And the Lazarus who was a beggar was rather re- rejoicing. And was the tables will turn again. Go around winning souls. Go around doing what God will have you to do. And the Bible says, you shall shine like the stars forever and ever. I see you shining like a star. It will be well with you. It will be well with your family. You will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. May there never be a reason why you did not serve God. When all is said and done, may you say that, Lord, through the thin and thick, it wasn't easy. But I saved you. I did not turn away from my righteousness. I did not die in my sin. But I rather saved more. I rather won souls. That the scripture will be fulfilled that Jesus, he came to seek and to save the lost. That shall be our purpose. That shall be our goal. That shall be our walking dream. And sleeping goal. May the Lord bless you as you become a soul winner. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Stand to your feet and let's go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Please help us. Everybody lift your hand and say, Lord, make me a soul winner. Pray. Pray that you'll be a soul winner. Starting from next week, as we start from this very day, you want to go around talking to people, inviting them. It's your part of warning them to come to the love of God. 
so they don't die in their sins. So their blood will not be required at our hand. You want to say, oh Lord, help me. Help me to serve your purpose. Help me to serve your purpose. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me. When you win a lot of souls, like maybe you are coming from Philippi with a bus, when you win a lot of souls at a point, the cost of bringing the people to church here will become more than you renting a place and having a church there. So when we see, the last one is the seed of planting a church. The seed of planting a church is not different from the seed of winning souls. The difference is that you are, when you win more souls, it becomes a church. Hallelujah. May you win more souls. And may you also have a church. So we can have the seed of soul winning and the seed of church planting. Together, as you win souls, the souls that you win becomes a church. That shall be your story. One day, God will honor you. God will bless your life. Say, my son, my daughter, through him, many people have come into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God as we close. Lord, we pray. Thank you for this opportunity. We pray that we will be so winners that you help us, oh God, that every single day there will be somebody on our mind to bring the person onto the kingdom, to warn them that they will not die in their sins. Help us, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Close your eyes wherever you are. Maybe somebody invited you or you came on your own, but you want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. As you were talking, I noticed that I will want to be born again. I don't want my soul to perish. I don't want to go to hell. I would like to be born again so that I can also warn others and help them not to go to hell. Pray with me and pray for me. If this is what you are saying, lift only your right hand and stand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Want to say, Pastor, I don't even understand what is uh, born again, but all I want is to be with Jesus when this life is over. All I want is that I will not lose my life. I will live eternally in God's kingdom. Yes, if that is what you are saying, lift on your right hand. God bless you, my brother. Lift it high above your head. It's unto God. You are acknowledging. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand lifted. I see your hand lifted. Father, behold the hands of your people lifted. I pray with them and I pray for them. Today, let the grace of God that brings salvation appear unto them. May they not be the same. Let them not die in their sins. Save their life and let their names be written in your book of life. In the name of Jesus. Now with your hands lifted, my brother, my sister at the back, move and come to me. Yes, I want to pray with you. My sister at the back, come. My brother there, come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Come. God bless you. From the back, I'm waiting for you. Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God. I'm waiting for you. Come from the back. Come from everywhere. My brother, God bless you. Stand right here. Stand right here. Come. Come. I'm waiting for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. You cannot go to hell. 
after you have come to Jesus, you cannot, the devil cannot deceive you. I'm talking about the seed of soul winning. Hallelujah. Those in front here, lift your two hands to the Lord and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, today I've heard your word and I have repented. From now, I love you. I want to follow you. I am sorry for all my mistakes, for all my sins. From now, Jesus, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Please wash me and cleanse me with your blood. I accept you into my heart as the savior, the master, and the Lord over my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Father, for saving my life. Through your son, Jesus Christ. Say, Lord Jesus, please write my name. My name is. Mention your name. Please write my name in your book of life. From today, I belong to you. From today, I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Father, I thank you for the life of your wonderful children. I pray with them and I pray for them. Let the grace of God that brings salvation appear and let them never be the same. Bless their life, deliver them from every trap of the enemy. Whatever the enemy has in their life ends now. What form of sickness, pain, diseases, cases is broken now in the name of Jesus. Let them live their life for you. Let them love you. Let them walk with you until the very end. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Look at me. The decision you've taken is the best decision you've taken all your life. The decision to go to school made us able to write and to read. The decision to work, put food on our table. But this decision will take us one day to heaven. Hallelujah. You will never regret it. I took this decision many years ago. That is why I'm standing here today. I have never regretted. I want you to go with, uh, who is on duty? I want you to, where is Afes? Okay, join. I want you to go with our brother and sister. This body are going to share something with you, okay, and pray with you, and you come right back, and your life will not be the same. Put your hands together for them. Please follow them. Hafez. Hallelujah. The rest of us, how many want to have the burden to win souls? You see, at the end of the day, it will be whether you won a soul, you did what God had called you to do or not. Tell somebody, it's all about souls. See, the devil is serious about this. He recruits people to win souls into hell. And we, the Christians, we move around as though there's nothing at stake. 
we need to be very wild and aggressive, also winning souls for God. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hand and pray the Lord, use me. I need the burden to win a soul. Every single day of my life, may the burden, when I see somebody who is not born again, may I not pass the person. I pray my schoolmates, my classmates, my workmates, my, 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 my flatmates, the people I'm working with, the people I'm sharing accommodation. Lord, oh, help me. Give me what it takes to witness to them. Give me what it takes to bring them unto salvation. Please use me if you can use anything. Oh, yes, Lord. Somebody pray this prayer from your heart and God will use you. He will use you. Lord, oh God, help us. Help us, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, with your grace, ah, Mahuta Sante, that we will go to the, oh yes, to the corners of our streets, oh, to win the lost, ah, and to do what you have us to do for them. That everyone we meet and everyone we talk to, oh, will come, oh, into your saving knowledge. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.